One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My grandfather was more difficult. He always keeps saying like, yeah, you should war. Like, that's my war, okay? Io sono Nova Fireball, Francesco Akira. E io vincerò il best of the Super Junior 29. To my opponent, well, you will see. Grazie a tutti. Arrivederci. Bruciare. One half of the reigning IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. It's the fantastic Francesco Akira. How are you doing, Akira? It was a uh, buongiorno. Buongiorno. Uh, if you're watching on the Patreon feed, you will see uh, to, to the left the, the belt in question. Is that a bit surreal, having that in your house? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty surreal, but... It's... All the hard work paid off, and it's cool to have it on my PC. <laughs> I <laughs> would never imagine last year. If you told me last year, I would, what? Well, now is here. Some people have cups of coffee and, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and weird bags of food on their PCs. Not, not you. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship belt. Oh, yeah, sure. Am I right in thinking that you are the first european to hold such a title i'm not the first european because prince david was I right think prince was the only one before me so it was irish so yeah but i'm the first italian that's still like a, let's say i'm the first european continent and not on ireland <laughs> Okay. Yeah. We'll take that one. What does that feel like? Is there is there a pressure there being the first Italian to hold a belt yeah. in New Japan? There's a pressure of course because like there's there wasn't so many Italians before me. So it's like I'm opening the door after Bruno Sammartino, you know? Like after Bruno went to all Japan and it was pretty surreal but pressure or no pressure, I'm happy I did that. I've done this. And you have, and you, we'll talk more about it and your journey there as we go through. Uh, we want you to choose three wrestling matches as well mm -hmm. that you would watch while stranded on, metaphorically, on a desert island. Um, what would you like your first match to be then? First match, I think The Rock against John Cena, WrestleMania 20... 
it was perfect. It was perfect. Every single thing working until the moment. And I remember the match was pretty good, but other the match, the emotion that I felt because I was young too. So felt very real and it's one of my favorite men. It must have, as a, as a rock fan, because that was like a big comeback for The Rock. He'd been away for a long time, going up there yeah, against John Cena. What were your friends like in terms of their loyalty? Were they all Team Bring It or were they on John Cena's side? Uh, my friend mostly Team The Rock, because, you know, Cena is for the kids, mm. but Rock is for the man, let's say like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my, my wrestling friend were all Team Rock. But me especially because he's a big inspiration for me. So, why is the Rock an inspiration? Because I like like his story. He came from almost nothing to when he was not selected in NFL and then not eliminated, but like was uh, I don't know English term to say released released from the Canadian football team too. Yeah, he didn't have nothing, and then he built up until one of the most fa famous people in the world from nothing, from wrestling. And he had a family, of course, a long generation, but his charisma is unmatchable. It really is. It's it's hard to deny just how yeah. how big a star The Rock became. And you you do forget, and you're, you are very right to point it out, you forget that he was cut from football. He had no yeah. money growing up. And, and now he's, you know, the idea of him being cut from anything is, is unthinkable. Yeah. He's going to run for president. I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> Did you relate then? You said like how you, you connected with the rock because you know, it was a, he had a, a, a sort of tougher, a fight to get into where he did. Did you go through similar things yourself? I mean, I'm not, I'm glad I have a family like with me and I'm not like his story, but for wrestling in Italy, when I started, it was like the weird guy, the weird kid in the classroom because everyone had have this, this idea that wrestling is fake. So what the fuck you're doing? You're just not good at other sports. So you do this and it was inspiring to see rock anyway, like go all the way through from WWE to like the top of WWE and to me it was inspiring and yeah that that's why so for me uh, despite all the all those around you saying oh wrestling's is fake why why do you want to do that what what was it that made you decide to to pursue it i mean because like i i think as one of the the thing I can do good and one of the thing I can do like very happy when I'm on the ring, I'm very nervous before I'm very nervous. Like when I'm about to walk through the curtain, but it's one of the things that makes me happy. That makes me go meet different people, see different things. And when I was young, it was pretty cool because even if I was in Italy, it was cool to like have people come and watch you pay a ticket to watch you. And that's why I did, because I just like it and I didn't care. I don't care about what other people said. We'll, we'll probably never change the idea of wrestling fake in Italy, but I, I will still do it. So when you, when you decided this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to get into this, what was the scene like 
in Italy? Because you hear about how European wrestling was a little bit behind sort of what the US was doing. Where were you at? And where was the scene at when you were getting into it? It was 20 people in the show. So it was pretty low. I like literally fought in front of 20 and then a few weeks ago in front of 6,000 6, at Dominion. So it was pretty low, but I didn't care at the time because I didn't know, of course, the European scene. I just knew the Italian scene and the WB because it's because I just started. And like if there was a big show, it was around like 100, 200 people. But the atmosphere you can find at wrestling show, you cannot find it anywhere. If you watch a football game with like 100 people, it would suck, of course. But if you have a wrestling show with 100 people packed, it's going to be fun. So that's why I like it so much. Because Italy, in Italy, the, the big sport is, is football. Yeah. And it always has been. Was, yeah. there, was, was there ever any passion for you to, to pursue that? I actually played soccer for a little bit, but it's not my sport. <laughs> I, I don't like it either, but I just played because everyone played. So I tried. I wasn't not so, so bad too, but it's not my sport. I don't I don't enjoy playing. I more enjoy like playing basketball, if you ask me, but not not football. Right. I mean, was um when it came to wrestling then and you you're finding your way into it, um did you find the more that you did it, like friends who sort of doubted uh, you doing it, were they more inspired to get into it because of you? Or was there always that sort of underlying bit of, it's still fake, I don't know why you're doing it? Yeah, no, it was not. Like some people came for like some training and because I told them, come to try and then you're going to see. It. And then after the training, they were like, like that. But... No, not not so much. I don't have friends that started wrestling because of me. I mean, I know some people started because they watch my story, but I don't have close friends that started because of me. So but it's really a little sport in Italy. So that's why it's so difficult. And now um, talking of your story, uh, I've been through your Instagram. Oh. And uh, I've scrolled quite far back, and uh, I'm going to throw some things at you. Um, your your teddy bear was the only one who understood you. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I still have that teddy bear. Do you? What's his uh, name? Uh, wait, I forgot. Fucking hell! This is right on Instagram. It's like I have at my other house, and like it's like probably five years. I don't no two or three years. I don't see him. But there's a name on on the post. It's his name's on there. But he's a he's a lovely teddy bear. It's and and he's still. But you still got him in your other home. He's still at your. He's yeah, still yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so, I'm you, never get, you never get rid of them. You'll never get oh, rid no. of them. No, I'm not sleeping with him. It's okay <laughs> if you are, but you're not, and that's no, why. no, no. I mean, I don't have problem to say, but it's like, yeah, it was pretty cool when like I was young, and he's big, so I would put him on my side and. On the other side, I have wool, so it pro- protect me for from everything coming from the other side. See, I like it. he was your first tag partner, basically. With the greatest respect yeah. to TJP, he's your first tag partner. Yeah, I don't uh, know which one to choose, man. <laughs> you, uh, you were very excited for WWE 13. Um, oh, which? 
<laughs> you, you really scrolled back, man. I did a lot of scrolling. Um, who did? Who was your go-to when you play the wrestling video games? Who's your go-to character to play as? The Rock. Of, the of Rock. course, it the is. Rock was, yeah, the the spinning DDT was one of my favorite. Where, where he takes the crossline and go into the DDT. <laughs> It was always my counter-attack. Did you ever pick up any silly moves in the video games and go, I want to try them in, in wrestling? Probably, yes, because like WWE2K has the move maker. You can make move. It does. Maybe probably the Meteora was the one I saw from the, the game and from Ricochet. But the, the, the double knees. The double knees. And then you went, I want to try that one. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Uh, there's a great shot of the um, Italian Championship Wrestling Show at Cartoonomics. Uh, sorry, at Cartoonix 2016. It was like a manga game, manga comics. Like a like a, a, a manga comic convention, but with yeah, wrestling yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, where were you as a wrestler when that show was happening? Were you you how far into the wrestling world and training were you? This is from 2016, probably. Yeah. So just what one year? Yeah. Like this, very young with my first. Costume. No, my second costume, the black one with some gold. Yeah, it was like one of my first show. See, that's it. Because we talk about how like the, the attendance was, wasn't great at early Italian wrestling shows, but that's a lot of people for your first show. Yeah, was, there, it, was there nerves there? It, it was because like it wasn't people that came to see wrestling show. It was people that came for the comics and then got stopped for wrestling. But it was pretty cool because many people came and like while we doing the show, I don't know if you know Umbrella Academy from Resident Evil. Yeah, they were playing a show right in front of us, so they were like boom, boom, like shotgun and all. While we were doing moves, so it was cool but annoying. But yeah, I can imagine that's quite distracting when you're trying to wrestle yeah. and all that's going on as well. Yeah. There is a great photo on your Instagram just above that, which is you holding the Rising Sun Championship in 2017. Um, was this your first title? Was my first title, my first big opportunity. I still remember like yesterday the picture I take, like yeah. pretty surreal. I remember when the, my opponent came out. This was a small arena, but I was talking about before like hundred people packed and ready when my. Opponent came in, everyone threw toilet paper, and the prom promoter gave the toilet paper to throw. But after this, was so upset because it took like 20 minutes to clean up before the match started. <laughs> and when I won, there's like a match on YouTube, the people went nuts. But that's a that's a great moment for you. It must have been. Well, can you remember? Oh, so you remember the moment, like beat for beat. But do you remember when you were told, right, we're gonna we're gonna put the championship on you here. We're gonna put the Rising Sun title on you. I don't remember that well, actually. I remember the moment more than the the build up. Booker told me, "Yeah, it's like was the moment was really special." That's why I remember. Uh, don't worry, I've not gone too much further into your Instagram. <laughs> That's that was just a couple of ones that stuck out to me. Um, let's do your second match then. Yeah, we so so far you've chosen John Cena versus The Rock from mm -hmm. WrestleMania 29. Would you like your so WrestleMania 20? Would, 29 was it the second one we said yeah. um what would you like your your next match to be neville again zane for the nxt championship while well, neville was a champion 
and like uh, when finally again like storytelling that 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 story had like Zane coming from the underdog to Neville the bad guy doing everything for win like the match was amazing but it's still one of my favorite match if you tell me about it this is one of my favorite match and it was so good and I remember when I when he won I felt like emotion that, that's what pro wrestling is feeling emotion feeling empathy with the wrestler and to me it's one of the coolest match I remember with that one like because it was all about like Sami Zayn couldn't win the big one like that yeah. was sort of the story and like he was always going to come runner up and there were points in that match where like your heart was in your throat because Sami was so close and not doing it and I, I it's what sticks out to me as I, as you recall that match to me I remember there was a moment when Neville where, where Sami was on offense and Neville got knocked into the corner and Sami leans back in the corner and he puts his hand over his face yeah. and rubs his face like this as if to go all right, this is my moment because he's positioned for the halluva kick. And it was a, just an emotional moment of him going, oh, my God, I think I'm about to do this. Mm. And then seconds later, he was the champion. And I was like, that's great. And then, well, Francesca, you remember what happened after that, don't you? Yeah. Owen's coming out. And it was cool because everyone coming out to celebrate. Then it looks like the show's closing. But then, like, the Owen stuff happened. And then Sammy just lost the title the next show or the next takeover. I don't remember that. <laughs> it was pretty fast. But they, I remember the Kevin Owens turn. Kevin Owens attacking Sami Zayn, and they left it for as long as they possibly could. And you were at the point where you're thinking, I'm going to turn the TV off now because the show is finished. And then it happened. Seven years ago, just before walking to the court. This is where they started doing, this, is, this was like the earliest point I can remember of them doing that thing where, just when you think the show's over, it's not. NXT mm. did that, and I love that they do that. They don't do it so often anymore, but it's still a really good moment when they think, just yeah. as the show's ending, little title, little credits come up in the corner. Nah, yeah, not finished yet. It's great. Um, let's go back, back to you again. Uh, obviously, you, you're doing all right in Japan. You're doing all right, I guess, with, I guess the, so. with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight champ, Tag Team Championship yes. just to your side. Yeah, you're doing all right. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's 
it was Tajiri that planted this seed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Talk so to us about it. He, like, he, I was booked on a show. The show was crazy because there was 50 people with Tajiri and Chris Masters on the show because there was a shit, like, uh, advertisement for the show. So people actually didn't know. The arena was really cool. And I remember when I first met Tajiri, he was reading this book with his cap, and I was like, who's this guy? Because I, I couldn't see. But then I was like, oh, shit, that's Tajiri. <laughs> and I did my match. It was a scramble. And then after the show, he started watching my picture. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he asked me some information about me. And a few, few months later, he asked me if I wanted to go to Japan for couple of months and that's how it started so it started as just just a little bit of a tour to see uh to get you out there and um let's go to that as you arrive in japan mm -hmm. uh you started that of what you think is going to be a couple of months now wrestling aside what was your first uh impression of life in japan it was crazy man but like coming in i mean not in another war because nowadays with internet you know what to expect but like it was so different, like the culture and the dojo, the life system. I live with my family still now because I travel back and forth. So I never lived outside before going to Japan. So it was completely crazy. And the language, of course, it was hard because at all Japan, they didn't speak English much, except from Tajiri. So it was pretty rough at the beginning, but then I got used to it. So did you learn did you learn Japanese quite quick cuz it's quite a difficult language to learn isn't it Yeah it is very difficult to learn there's a fact there's 10 ways to say the same things but it's a beautiful language and I don't speak it fully but I would love one day to like study it and speak um, You mentioned that when you're not sort of in Japan you're living back home you live with your family because you're, mm -hmm. you're traveling around so much it makes sense to um what if what have your family made of, of the journey that you've been on? Uh, like my mom already went, like my name is real. Akira is my middle name. So because my mom was already a big fan of Japan too. And she does some Japanese sport called Kendo. That is like the one with the sword, the, the wood, wood sword. And she came to Japan many times. So she was really proud of the the role that I'm taking, especially in Japan, for seeing more than America. Because because not only does your mom love Japan, but also mm. like this, it's a very different wrestling culture. There's a lot more respect in the wrestling world in Japan. It seems there's a, and it's it's a very different pace that that matches you up. Um, yeah. Because was there ever any doubt from your folks about what you were doing? Because getting into wrestling is always one that raises eyebrows if you've not come from a wrestling family like was there ever any doubt early on about the, the path that you were taking from your parents yeah especially from my father yeah um but my mom was always being supportive because she saw how much i cared like i remember from the first show i was going to every show in italy and like we came back at two at night and i would take my scooter and drive under the rain under the snow so she saw I was really passionate about this show. She always supported. From my grandfather, it was more difficult. Even 
until last year too. They always keep saying like, yeah, you should work. Like, <laughs> That's my work, okay? But they always, yeah, because as I said, it's a small sport, so it's not soccer, so you don't know actually what how it works. They don't know how it works. It's, it's the, the conversations with your grandparents about when, when are you going to get a proper job? Yeah, when, exactly. when are you going to get a real job? Like, yeah, yeah. this isn't a job. This is ridiculous. Um, when did you meet TJP for the first time? This tour. I met him the first time for the best of the Super Junior. I already know him, of course, from the WCW. And sorry, WCWC, sorry, Cruiserweight World Classic. It was Cruiserweight Water. Cruiserweight Classic, that was it, CWC. CWC, yeah, sorry. And yeah, it was first first time Best of Super Junior. Uh, what were your first, obviously you'd seen him wrestle, what were your first impressions of him uh, as, a, as a tag team partner? It was like pretty cool. I remember like when I saw some reviews of the show on the match we did, everyone was saying like, we look like we are tagging from years. But we are tagging just for like couple of match, like we probably did 10 match just together or less, probably less. So that's why it was pretty surreal to talk with him. Because it's just somebody that you'd seen doing their thing for so long. And it just, when it clicks like that, yeah, yeah, it's it a clicked. wonderful feeling. Yeah, we, we are two of the best juniors in New Japan. So we, we are together and we are champion now. So that's how it goes. Now, uh, we've just had uh, AEW and New Japan coming together for Forbidden Door. Uh, is there, was there ever any conversations about you guys, uh, you and TJP, uh, being involved? Because obviously Will Ospreay was there as part, of, uh, as part of the Empire. Was there any conversations about you guys being involved? There too? was, but unfortunately, we're working now on... We working now on my visa stuff because I never been to the US and I just joined New Japan. So there's some process you need to do before, of course, getting to America. But I think Forbidden Door was one of the greatest shows of the last 10 years to me. Like really big and every match deliver, especially the United Empire match. Oh, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy was yeah. outstanding to watch. Absolutely. So, so you say you're going, you're getting visa things resolved now, did you say? I'm re-working on it. So hopefully, like, I would love to come to America, especially for strong New Japan and defense this championship too with TJP, like in America. Because I know TJP has been a part of New Japan strong. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, so I, ho I hope to see you there as well. If I can get there, we can both defense our belt. Yeah, that'd be a nice thing to say. That'd be nice to say. Um, looking to your third and final match then. So we've got one more match to choose from. We've had John Cena versus The Rock. Uh, we've had Neville versus Sami Zayn. What would you like your final match to be then? So actually, I will say two, okay, at the same position. From the same show. Like oh. the, night, the night before and the night after. So night before was Osprey Roma because it was Osprey's last match as a junior. And the I think was last as a junior, and the next day was Okada Naito, because I, I was there watching the show live, so that's why I remember when Kenta came out, and everyone was like so pissed off about it. I I remember because like for two years now I we are not uh, listening to crowd voices, okay, in Japan. Mm. 
So it's really sad. But when before Corona, when Kenta came out, the, the people just went crazy and it was really good emotion. And then Osprey is like, a, the, the, let's say, the guy in the United Empire that wanted me, the guy that wanted me most. And like, he did everything in the junior heavyweight division. He was the face of the junior heavyweight division. Every match Osprey did, I watched it because to learn, to study, to enjoy. And against Hiromu, he was the last one before he moved heavyweight. So that's why they're two of my favorite. There's a lot of people that uh, I see compare sort of your career trajectory to that of a Will Osprey. Like somebody who came in and 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 became Will Osprey who came in and just became completely part of New Japan in every sense, and then moved from the junior heavyweight division so easily to the heavyweight division, and it makes so much sense. Um, how do you feel when you when people make comparisons between Osprey and yourself? It's pressure, of course, because Osprey is the best wrestler in the world. There's no doubt about it. So it's a big pressure, but it's a big like push like to give me the fire like to keep going and wanted to be the best like me too i don't know if i will ever move to the heavyweight division because i'm not that big but i want to do everything in the junior heavyweight division and then one day who knows uh, you mentioned there about um i want to touch on this is the the audience and how it, it's it's sad that you aren't hearing the cheers and the boos and instead it's 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 rhythmic claps to to express yeah. how does that change what you do in the ring if at all that instead of having to sort of coerce the crowd into cheers and into boos you're just kind of doing your thing and reacting to claps has it changed your style in any way is it changed like especially if you like like Especially when we are like bad guys and we want to do something, but then the crowd cannot cannot scream, so it's just like a few claps. Mm. So I don't want I don't want to clap. I want to hear like fucking people hate us, <laughs> and you cannot. So it's very sad and like almost well, most of my career in Japan is like without sound, without people speaking, so or shouting. So it's sad and I can't wait for government finally allowed to to shout do you know do you know how long that will be any ideas nobody knows (laughs) unfortunately i i don't know because i don't understand some show in japan as it they did like a tokyo dome show with fifty thousand people and for a like an mma fight or kind of that and people were screaming so i was like why we cannot screaming (laughs) so I don't know. Depends on Japanese government, but I hope soon. Because everyone's still wearing a mask and yeah. the show, so it's safe. We're hoping soon because it does make a big, big difference. Yeah. Uh, you're back home in Italy right now. Uh, when are you next planning to head towards Japan? Do you have a, a date and a flight booked? There's a few planned, but I won't say anything yet. Oh, fine. Keep it top secret. <laughs> yes. That's that's. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. Well, look, it's been wonderful to chat to you uh, for Cultaholic, and, and it's been exciting to see your your rise and your and, and now being on top of the junior heavyweight division. It's amazing to see. If people want to find out more about you and keep up to date with what you're up to, where can they find you online? 
of course on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as Francesco slash no slash. I don't know English term of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, underscore. Underscore. Yes. Underscore. <laughs> underscore. Underscore. Francesco underscore Akira. And then if you want to buy my merch, there's my t-shirt. <laughs> stood up with the wonderful uh, yeah. Nova Fireball t-shirt on. Yeah, absolutely. You can find it on New Japan official shop. And it's the first time New Japan produced an Italian pro wrestler t-shirt. So it's pretty historical mm. for me too. And yeah, that's how you can find me. The history-making Francesco Akira. Thank you for joining us on Cultaholic Island today, sir. <laughs> I wish I was going to Ireland. I mean, I'm in Italy, the most beautiful country in the world. But I don't, I don't live near the sea, so I want to go to sea. It's so hot. You're still history-making, that's the main thing. Yeah, that is exactly. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 